Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'd like to welcome all of you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today we're looking at a regional focus on how Russia looks to double its petrochemicals and LPG exports by 2025. This podcast was written by Eugene Gurdon and is featured in the March issue of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. Now before we get started, I would like to remind you that you can subscribe to The Main Column podcast by clicking on the subscribe button, which is located on the podcast website, or you can use your smartphone or smart device and say, hey, Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the main column podcast. I'd also like to recommend everyone register for IRPC Process. It's going to be a virtual free conference in June of this year. We're actually going to feature the latest in the refining and petrochemical processes that are going on around the world, as well as new energy transition technology. So it's going to be a very interesting and insightful conference. Uh, You can join us. The conference is free, but you will have to register. To do that, you can go to IRPC Process. Uh, You can Google that, or you can go to the Hydrocarbon Processing site. And under the Events tab, simply click on IRPC Process. That'll take you right to the site. So we look forward to seeing you there. So now, Russia looks to double petrochemicals and LPG exports by 2025. Now, Russia hopes to become one of the world's largest producers and exporters of petrochemicals and LPG by 2025 by doubling its domestic output and exports. Implementation of this plan will be part of the country's existing international cooperation and export initiative, providing a roadmap for the expansion of the petrochemicals and gas processing sectors. Despite Russia's status as one of the world's largest oil and gas producers, its share of petrochemicals and LPG and the overall structure of the Russian economy does not exceed 2%. As part of its development plan, Russia aims to increase the value of its petrochemical exports to $37 billion by 2024, up from $22.4 billion in 2019. To this end, domestic petrochemicals production will be scaled up rapidly over the next four to five years. For example, the production of large-scale polymers should reach 11.1 metric million tons per year by 2025 from 5.3 million tons per year in 2019, while exports of these polymers will increase to nearly 4.4 metric million tons per year, up from 600,000 tons per year. Simultaneously, the share of LPG processing in the country is planned to increase to 8.2% from the current share of 4.6%, while naphtha processing will rise from 5.6% to 7.2% by 2025. In Russia, gas has been traditionally used as an energy source to generate electricity and heat, rather than as a valuable feedstock. That mindset is now changing. Analysts believe that NGL production is set to gain momentum in Russia. The opportunity is certainly abundant, according to the Russian Ministry of Energy. Only 12% of the overall volume of gas produced in Russia in 2019 was utilized for further processing. Now, there are tax breaks for producers as well. The provision of tax breaks for producers, particularly a reverse excess tax of ethane and LPG, is expected to stimulate interest in creating a larger export economy around petrochemicals and LPG. Several leading Russian energy firms have been calling for such tax breaks for some time. According to the Russian Ministry of Energy, the provision of a reverse excess tax on ethane and LPG will attract more than $47.7 billion dollars of additional investment in Russian petrochemicals and gas chemicals over the next six to seven years, 
as well as an increase in the processing of ethane and LPG by somewhere between 8 to 10 metric million tons per year. So due to infrastructure constraints, ethane processing in Russia is severely underdeveloped. According to a report in Russia's Vedomosti newspaper, Russian gas contains approximately 10 to 12 million tons of ethane, of which only 700,000 metric tons are further processed. The volume of LPG production in Russia is estimated at 17 million tons per year, of which 40% is exported. The announcement of the Petrochemicals and LPG Export Development Plan may also help stimulate companies to resume work on their investment projects in Russia. Many of these projects were suspended due to the COVID-19 pandemic and its negative economic consequences. And a number of leading local producers have already announced their intention to look into new investment opportunities in Russia's petrochemical and gas chemical sectors. One company is Luke Oil, a privately owned oil and natural gas producer and oil refiner. Luke Oil has confirmed plans to build new capacities for the production of polypropylene, styrene, at its refinery in Nitsi Novogod in Russia's Volga region. The petrochemicals complex will be a new project for the company. Lukoil is also considering the construction of a large-scale petrochemical complex at its Perm refinery. The cost of the project is estimated at more than $2.7 billion, which would make it one of the most expensive projects in the Russian petrochemical sector. As part of Russia's export plan, a development has appeared in the Arctic region. To ensure 80 metric million tons of cargo turnover along the northern sea routes by 2024, the Russian Ministry of Economic Development has approved a package of incentives for the gas chemical sector. Furthermore, Luke Oil intends to invest $8.3 billion in a gas processing complex off the coast of the Gulf of Ob for the production of methanol, ethane, and LPG. Meanwhile, Gazprom Neft has vowed to allocate up to $15 billion in the production of ethanol, polyethylene, and polypropylene production within the territory of the region. Russian producers welcome the government's plan to financially support the domestic petrochemicals and gas processing sectors. The present volatility of prices for finished products and raw materials poses a threat to payback periods for many of large-scale petrochemicals and gas processing projects, making the long-term profitability of such projects difficult to predict. We want to thank you for listening to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.